The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at febc.org. We found a tape in his library of a 20-year-in-the-music party. In this uh, footage, there's confessions of drug use. There's praising of God. Maybell Carter sings. Brian Oxley is talking about American musical icon Johnny Cash. And coming up now in first person, you'll hear both Brian and his wife Sally talk about why they feel the story of Johnny Cash is one we can all learn from spiritually. Welcome to our first person interview. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Today's conversation is a little out of the ordinary, but so was the life of Johnny Cash. Full of spiritual highs and lows, Johnny always came back to his faith in Christ. You'll hear more as we talk with our guests. First, let me thank the Far East Broadcasting Company for making these interviews possible. FEBC is celebrating 75 years of faithful service to Christ through radio programs and more that reach millions around the world with the gospel message. Learn more at febc.org. I recently visited the home of Brian and Sally Oxley near Nashville, which is also the home where Johnny Cash's parents spent their final years, across the street from Johnny's own home. Known as the Mama Cash House, Brian and Sally are preserving it as sort of a spiritual retreat. Well, let's meet this couple. As I began, I asked Brian how he likes to be introduced. I always start with, I'm a missionary kid. I okay. think uh, my dad, my parents missionaries to Japan. Uh-huh. And then I went to Wheaton College, and then I did get into the business world for about 35 years. And you're still involved in businesses. Yes, but more... Um, uh, now I, 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 I do businesses where I specialize in losing money right now. So that's, <laughs> it's the heart business. It's a very different kind of business, <laughs> like Christian films and things like that. Sure. You know? Yes. Film producers, the other title I should have uh, given right, right up front yeah. for you as well. Well, Sally is with us as well. Your lovely wife, Sally, good to see you. It's great to be here. I know you are partners in all of this that goes on. So yes, this has been an interesting journey in our retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Well, let's start with where we are right now. What makes this home, your home, so special to everyone? Yeah. Well, uh, Johnny Cash's uh, principal home was right across the street uh, on the lake, and this is right across from his home, and this is a home Johnny Cash provided his parents. All right. And so everywhere he went, he always took them and kept them close to him. Mm -hmm. He was very close to his parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is uh, called uh, the Mama Cash House. Yeah, when I came in the front door, there was a plaque right there that declared Mama Cash House. Yeah, Johnny was very close to his mother. Um, And uh, this was really the, uh, as Marty Stewart, who's a historian, called it the the epicenter of the Cash family mm. and a place of prayer because mm-hmm. she was a woman of prayer. Mm-hmm. Johnny's parents uh, spent their last years here in this home, Sally. Yeah, w- what was so special about Johnny's mother? Well, from all we've heard from family members, um, she was a woman of prayer. And um, this was the place that family members could come back to and, and get reconnected and re 
and I think that often we've heard that that's probably why Johnny had him had his parents so close by because okay. in the, his hectic lifestyle, it was a place where he could come and have his morning coffee and and just get re get some re, words of wisdom from his mother. Of, huh? Exactly, she was yeah. a spiritual person, wasn't she? She was a, yeah. a follower of Jesus. I mean, I, yeah. I I've seen oh, yeah. pictures of her with her Bible right yes. beside her. I know, yeah. so right. I, I know she read it. She was a godly woman, and uh, when Johnny walked into this house, he was not Johnny Cash. He was just one of the kids, mm. and uh, uh, she and her husband, Ray, they were very careful that all the kids got equal billing, and this is a house where when he walked in, he was not the superstar, but across the street, of course, that's where Bob Dylan and, of course, Billy Graham and Bono and all these guys. And know, all the tour buses, too, I would imagine. Buses, yeah, yeah. Tons of them would come by. But this was sort of the sanctuary, and uh, we've had uh, many of the caches have Christmas here on several occasions. You still make the home available to the yes, cash family. Yeah. From the day one when we bought this house and had it restored and need, needed some restoring, we knew um, it was really for not just the caches, but the fans that come, come walking by here. I, I've had hundreds of them. I invite them in. And it's an opportunity to open up and and and, sh- and sh- share Christ. And so, you know, if it's our home, you see our kids' pictures everywhere. You don't see them, right? You see Johnny Cash and his family. So in a sense, it's, you know, people say, how can you live that way? Well, missionary kids, we're used to living with a lot of traffic, people coming through. You know, I see. we're raised different, I see. you know. You mentioned you were born or you were raised in Japan. Yes. Sally, you in Asia as well? Yes. I was raised in Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, My father was, my parents were missionaries. My father was actually born in Hong Kong because my grandparents had been missionaries there too. Well, let me get back to the house, Sally, because I mean, you you two spent a lot of time here, but you opened it up to the Cash family and more, which is what I understand happened with Mama Cash too. It wasn't just the Cash family that came here to sit down with Mama Cash. It was a lot of people. Right, right. A lot of Johnny's friends and a lot of the musicians like even at um, Mama Cash's deathbed which was here in her kitchen um, a lot of musicians came through this house to say that, say farewell to her so that's how many people she had impacted who was that guy that came by that famous actor oh I just saw him on the video yeah. you showed me yeah. Duvall Robert Duvall Robert Duvall, Duvall was yeah. here yeah. Uh, do you remember the story from the video you just showed me? Right, yeah. Uh, he he was eating a piece of pie in Mama Cash's kitchen here. Right. Yeah. And a grandson walked in, and Duvall left the room, and she said, who is that guy? Right. And the grandson said, that's a famous actor, Robert Duvall. Yeah. I'm telling your story. Yeah. And she said, well, tell him to put his pie plate in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing yeah. is, Johnny, of course, they grew up in poverty in Dias, Arkansas, and I think he all, and he had a, challenging relationship with his father and he always wanted them to be proud of him so i think he was just natural billy graham came or you know you got to go see my parents Mm -hmm. so that's how that happened and uh, so in this in that sense many many people came through here and then when johnny died uh gibbs of the bgs bought the house across the street and he planned to uh uh, make it into like a writing mecca. But unfortunately, a um, few weeks before he moved in, he was having some renovations done. 
it burned down oh, too. So there's no house there. This now. is just a the surviving found, house, just right the foundation. Here. Yeah, it does bring a new emphasis to honor your father and mother, doesn't it? The whole story of the Cash family. Yes, we know all the spiritual ups and downs, the addictions, and coming back to the Lord so many times. We right. went all that now, although it's a you know the story. Yeah, um, is a tremendous story. But I want to focus on what you've done to preserve some of this, not not just with the Mama Cash house here, but also with the farm. That Johnny Cash owned. That's where I met you a few months ago. Was actually at the farm. Well, we've been on a extraordinary journey. It actually started with the Hound of Heaven, and I was introduced to that poem and took an interest in it. And uh, uh, we decided to shoot a film on uh, that f- uh, poem. And um, then my friend, a friend I have, Joe Ritchie in Chicago. Um, he built a new office and he had this, uh, 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 painting of all his uh, paintings of all his favorite characters. And I asked, who's he? And he said, that's Johnny Cash. Well, he's also the guy that introduced me to the poem, Hound of Heaven. And right away I saw the parallels in the life of Johnny Cash and the story of the Hound of Heaven. Uh, Francis Thompson wrote it. It's, it's about, God's relentless pursuit mm-hmm. of him and how he's always trying to ditch God yeah. and the ups and downs of his life. And so that got me all inspired. But then uh, to uh, with Johnny's music, but then it was I realized I missed it all. He was gone. You really didn't know who Johnny Cash was I, until that moment. I did not moment. know till that, until Joe Ritchie introduced him. Is that because you spent your early life overseas? I mean, how, who in America didn't know Johnny Cash right. in the well, 60s and 70s? Well, I may have heard the name, but, but you know, I, 30 years in Japan. Plus, I was in a, a big corporation in America that was really growing very fast. Mm-hmm. And I, the last thing on my mind was music, country <laughs> music. So... The question that started this whole thing is I looked at that painting and I said, who's he? And then my friend sent me a link to the American series of Johnny Cash's songs. That's what got me started. Hmm. And this is just a couple of years ago, right? uh, Five years ago. Five years ago. And then we did a film on the Hound of Heaven. And then I was thinking, how do I connect to Johnny Cash? Well, the house across the street was burned down. And then I heard about this home here was possibly available. It wasn't on the market then, so I bought this house as a way of maybe connecting with the history, learning more about him. And then that just snowballed into Hmm. getting to know the family members, then finding out he had a farm, 100-acre farm they called the center of his universe out in Bonacqua, and that needed restoration. And then we found a tape in his library of a 20-year-in-the-music party that took place out in Bonacqua, and it was in this old grocery store that was on the verge of collapsing. But this was the smoking gun of Johnny's faith because in this uh, footage, there's confessions of uh, drug use, there's praising of God, Maybell Carter sings, and so then we restored that place. And I've seen it. It's, it's you, wonderful. You see, so that, you know. And anyone who comes to Bonacqua, Tennessee, which is but about an hour outside of Nashville, right. can go. I mean, it's yes. open to the public. Yeah, and within the last uh, 60 days, the Ken Burns series on country, country music, music yes. 
they just designated the farm and our museum as must-see places in the state of Tennessee. So, you know, so we've, for a guy that, and my wife, who's been very patient with me on this journey. <laughs> She's smiling broadly yeah, right that, now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we knew nothing about country music. Huh. Uh, and I don't know if it's the music I would have preferred anyway, but I like Johnny Cash's music because there was depth to his music, you know. We'll continue to get acquainted with Brian and Sally Oxley on this edition of First Person. Stay with us. I so enjoyed listening to the message that FEBC shared on the internet recently. Although I cannot attend church or any meetings during this epidemic, I am finding peace and learning so much through your programs. Praise the Lord. FEBC is dedicated to taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. To learn more, please visit febc.org. That's febc.org. The Far East Broadcasting Company, until all have heard. We're getting to know Brian and Sally Oxley, who are Nashville business people and preservationists, really, because they are preserving the home of Mama Cash and they're preserving the farm that meant so much to Johnny Cash. We'll put links to all that Brian and Sally are doing at firstpersoninterview.com. And you can visit the farm, by the way, the link at firstpersoninterview.com. Let's start again with Sally Oxley. Sally told me that when they bought the Mama Cash house, they didn't know at the time how much it meant to the Cash family, and they didn't have a relationship with the Cash family. We really didn't know why we bought it. <laughs> we just, um, Brian was really drawn to Johnny's music, wanted to know more about his story. And when we if we came to meet the people that owned the house at the time, um, it was just like we were being carried along in something bigger than ourselves, and we didn't yeah. know why we were doing it exactly. Well, I can see the so, spirit's role in that. I mean, because yeah. this was a spiritual retreat, and you're you're preserving it as a spiritual retreat. Yeah, so. yeah. And it, we didn't even know to what extent the preservation needed to be done, because this house, the exterior had been totally changed by the previous owners. So we had it was faux rock, and that had to be taken off the brick, and so the renovation became a lot bigger. <laughs> we mentioned earlier the importance of the kitchen. How do you look at that? And, and when you see the stories and hear the, the kids and the cash, cash right. family, the grandkids, the great grandkids talking about what a special place it was. Right. Well, I know most in the homes of everybody, the heart, the kitchen is the heart of the home and that's where people tend to gather. But this one, especially um, because of the way it's laid out and, um, it, as the as Johnny's parents got older, that's where they spent most of their time. Um, they made a little sitting room in there where their TV was, in, in fact. And then um, Mama Cash's, I mentioned this, her hospital bed was put in there in her last days. And um, But yeah, it was a place, she, she had such an open heart, and it was a place where anybody could stop by and, um, if the walls could talk. Huh? Yeah, if the walls could talk. Mm -hmm. we're, it's, we've been so touched by how much it means to people and mm -hmm. how the impact it has. Um, and we've been impressed with the fans of Johnny Cash, actually, and the people that he's impacted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one uh, uh, day we were here, we're about to go to the farm, and this uh, couple, we let them in, and they burst out crying because the one lady had cancer, and they had just prayed, and her friend had come to see her, and I think her husband wasn't well, and they had just prayed that morning that God would do something special today, and they were walking out there, and 
as we often do, we brought him in and they knew this was that answer to the prayer. And then Sally and I had to go. So we said, look, just shut the door, do your crying, enjoy your time. And we just left them here. But we've had several (laughs) encounters like that. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, we've had people say, I I went to the Grand Ole Opry, but this is more special because Mm -hmm. they knew this was for, for one thing, this is the last home Johnny and June stayed in together. Mm -hmm. She went from here to the hospital when she passed away. And the reason they were staying here is in the last months of Johnny's life, he was in a wheelchair and he could hardly see. And his home across the street, his bedroom was on the second floor and they didn't have a uh, elevator. So they moved over here. So this is really where they spent their last days together. So it has that significance. And that means a lot to the fans, you know. Yes. So let me take you back to the farm. Okay. We've mentioned Johnny Cash's farm, which you purchased the farm. Yes. And you did you restore the, the log home there? Yes. That's well, about an hour away from here. Yeah, why, why did he have a farm just an hour away? Well, first of all, Johnny Cash, as Marty Stewart once told me, he said, don't forget he was basically a country boy. So how did he get the farm? So uh, he had an accountant of which Johnny never uh, revealed his name, uh, which I have a lot of respect for that. He didn't want to ruin the family, but the accountant stole money and bought four properties with Johnny's money. But when it was all discovered, of course they sold off the properties, but there was this one property in Bonacqua, which means good water, by the way, <laughs> Johnny said, I want to go see it. So he went up there with a the realtor, went upstairs, jumped twice and yelled down this place is not for sale and then he had that house for 32 years okay that's an unusual way to acquire a farm and actually if you read his autobiography uh it's in five sections one whole section is on bonacqua and about a fifth of the whole book is about the farm yeah he went there it was like a retreat for him wasn't it it was an escape a place for him to escape the the tour buses on the street out here here it was just hectic you know buses all day but there he could connect with god write walk it's a 107 acre beautiful piece of property with an 1837 pre-civil war log home it's beautiful but he didn't do maintenance he was there to relax yeah so that was left to me. <laughs> and, you know, we had to do some structural things in the foundation. But I knew when we bought it that we had to uh, make sure it's a generational yeah. property. Yeah. yeah. And again, that's open to the public in Bonacqua, Tennessee. Yes. Sally, when I walked onto the property and met you and Brian a few months ago for the first time, I, I was there just as a somebody who's interested in what was going on. And I had heard that we'd have mutual friends. And so I was surprised to find the two of you there that day. But as I walked on the property, there's a sense in which it also is a spiritual place. You must, you must sense that. Well, and we've often referred to it as a thin place, a thin, uh, which is where heaven and earth are a little bit closer. There's places like in Europe, you know, maybe Ireland that you have that same sense where you just feel like, um, you know, there is a spiritual yeah. tone to it. Yeah. And it, and, and it's got a lot of history with the Civil War in that era. You know, all the battles that took place in Boy, I'd like to learn Nashville more about that. and Franklin and not far from there. Well, when you walk onto the property and park and walk up to the house, the first thing you see, I don't know if you can if you remember exactly what it says, but there's a, a, a placard there on the side of a building 
Mm. That is just the this this place is where you'll find the spirit is here. The, right. the Holy Spirit well, is here. First thing we say in this plaque says, uh, you know, we welcome the Holy Spirit to come and uh, have His presence in this place. And um, but of course, Scripture teaches us that God's one of His great revelations of His character is through His nature. And you have creeks there and trees and you know, I mean, just nature has that great revelation of god's glory so i think that's that's part of it and we've had a lot of property people that come up there they just write music and Hmm. they they connect with the land you know well i hope our listeners will take advantage of the fact that it's open to the public yes something else i want to talk about and you mentioned it earlier uh i was so moved recently to to watch your video of the hound of heaven the biographical video you did on francis thompson francis thompson was a Victorian-era poet who wrote The Hound of Heaven, and I hope our listeners have read it or heard it, Sally. You have taken the step of doing a modern adaptation of The Hound of Heaven. Right. Um, Well, we had an artist artist do some renditions for us, and then we put it together into a little video format um, with the help of our nephew, Matthew Oxley. Having three daughters and having experienced just what it is for young people to be growing up in this era, in this day and age, um, it really, we felt moved to tell the story to a young, to a modern audience. Yeah, well, you do it so well. And uh, it's also on YouTube. Yes. And we'll put, we'll put links for our listeners. Yeah. But they can yeah. purchase the DVD, uh, I, I assume, as well. Yeah, yes. Let me ask the two of you, uh, with all that you're doing, and, and there's so much more that we haven't even touched on here, is there any particular uh, scripture that really really drives you and you think of when you think of your mission that you're accomplishing? What do you think, Sally? Can I put you on the spot? Well, I would say right now, and I don't know that this was the driving thing before, because I think we both have had a mindset of ministry because of our backgrounds being missionary kids and seeing our parents involved in ministry. But I think as we've gone through this period in our life, we've come to a point of recognizing more and more how little we knew also how powerless we are Hmm. without christ and um i think the verse that has come back to me and which we had for many years on our walls as was isaiah 40 31 those who wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not paint. And I think that there have been times when we've been so tired physically, emotionally, and not knowing if we're doing the right thing. God is just reminding us that, you know, He's ultimately the one that brings healing. Brian and Sally Oxley are a very special family, and I'm glad we had a chance to meet them on First Person. They own not only the Mama Cash house where our conversation took place, but also Hideaway Farm in Tennessee that was Johnny Cash's private place of retreat. You can visit the farm and nearby museum outside of Nashville, and we'll put a link at firstpersoninterview.com. The people you meet here are all followers of Jesus Christ who have a calling to serve Him with their gifts and talents. The broadcasters of the Far East Broadcasting Company are also called to what they do, sharing the message of Christ with the world through radio and new media. There are exciting stories of how God is using FEBC programs, and you can view many of them at a newly designed website febc.org and once again our website is firstpersoninterview.com now with thanks to my friend and producer joe carlson i'm wayne shepherd join us again next time right here for first person first person